everybody. Welcome to another brand new episode of Happy Hamstrings. This is your host, Julie Brown, and I am podcasting from Alabama. Right now I'm at home. I'm just actually talking to you all right here on my couch. Today's date is September the 14th. The year is 2022. It's actually my wedding anniversary today. I just got home from a family visit where I checked on my grandmother. She's 101, so she requires a lot of family care. So today was basically a meeting with some medical staff. Um, And that was pretty much my morning. Uh, Anyway, first let's recap something I talked about a couple of episodes ago, maybe. And I'm I really want to just kind of recap them both, like the last two. And um, if you're new to this, please know, go back and listen to guest episodes. Because the guest episodes are the best episodes. Um, Not the ones where I'm solo like this. (laughs) I need to get some more guest episodes going. Um, I unfollowed a lot of social, just all over, because I felt like it wasn't serving my recipe for my needs anymore. Um, just having developed this whole, um, like spectacle from, you know, what you follow is what brings up stuff in your feed. And the thing is, I don't need to think about like the feed should be like, you know, family, friends, students, not like, Ooh, look at this resort in the Dominican Republic or, oh, look at this weightlifting gym in Mexico. Like that's the kind of stuff I had. And amongst that was like, it felt like I had a million yoga instructors. Well, um, did you all know that you can only follow like so many Instagram accounts? I didn't know that. So I've started unfollowing, not just because of that, but I felt like I just had too much going on in my feed. And now that I've done that, I'm getting all these ads. Um, anyway, I think that what it was, when I first got on there, it served one purpose. And now for me, it just serves almost, (laughs) like internet serves a purpose, but it's almost like, okay, this is my business. This is my way of communicating with friends and family. And that's pretty much like it, (laughs) sharing events, communicating with friends and family. I get to see pictures of cousins that I have that I haven't even met yet. You know, things like that. So there's the fun side. The other thing I had said was, um, well, it's like looking through all these windows of yoga instructors, they make it look so easy. Now that seemed like such a, like a bitchy and privileged thing to say. So I want to go back and I've probably already backpedaled on that comment. I never, ever expected any of this to be easy. In fact, um, I never really knew if I would get to the point of starting my 200 hour certification, let alone finishing my 500 hours. Um, because it is a process. It's not like yoga is just a workout. There's a whole lifestyle behind it. And just as, as an example of what I'm talking about, like today, I, except for a little bit of half and half in my coffee today, I've had a vegan day. Um, vegan meal. I should say everything was vegan except for my coffee because of the half and half. Um, And even the coffee wasn't, my sister blends her coffee. So it wasn't even just straight up coffee. It was like a healthier blend 
She mixes it with something, and I really want to tell you guys what it's called, but I'm going to pronounce this wrong. It's called, like, Chichino. <laughs> She's, when she says it, I kind of joke about it because it sounds so funny to say, like, Chichino. She takes some kind of thing and mixes it with the coffee, so it's not just so much caffeine that it's not good for you. My sister is very health conscious, and so when we went um, out of town to do the meeting that we had to do, I looked up vegan restaurants because my sister's vegan, and I found this really fabulous farm-to-table place. It was so good, um, and actually, I handed my business card out to someone. I was uh, sort of like, oh, I don't need that cookie. She was trying to talk me into the cookie and the cake. I said, I'm a fitness instructor, and I just stepped on the scales. I think I'm going to skip the cookie, and then she wanted to know more about my gym, and I said, well, I don't, I don't have a gym, but I can give you a card, and then I told her about my alpaca event this weekend. And she said, I'm in. It was just like that. She was like, I'm in. So who knows? I may see her this weekend. I hope if she's listening, I hope you do come. Uh, yeah, I've already got some reservations set up for that. But anyway, going back to this recap <laughs> about what it's like to run a yoga business. And then um, I feel like I was just looking all around and creating mirrors of what other people's image of their yoga life was. And that was all kinds of wrong. That was not correct. Um, there is just a process to kind of using yoga to heal yourself. It's not like it happens overnight. And some people are just like, I did yoga. And this, you know, this was something I did yesterday. And now I feel like this today. And this doesn't work. And like, I think as Americans, no offense, America. I know that we have a majority of Americans listening. I think as Americans, we want instant gratification like so much. And maybe that's what I was kind of feeling with my business, like in a selfish way. I won't like, I knew it wouldn't be instant. Like, I don't even care about like riches. I just felt like, I don't know how to say like, I felt like I could get the ball rolling on my business a little, not easier, just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say because I just, it's not like I didn't expect obstacles, but I guess, um, after some deep contemplation and thinking about how many different facilities have already come and gone since I've worked in the fitness world since the, the mid nineties, I've seen a lot of, a lot of places like pop up and shut down. And when I start looking into the costs for security and brick and mortar, ooh, then I'm like, what am I thinking? Um, and the other recap had a fitness trainer who thought he ruined a class because something happened with some electronic devices turned out everybody that came to the class I mean I only heard from one of them uh, there really wasn't a problem with the class and so this is how we sometimes have a different perception of an experience like one person's having a bad perception of an experience the other person's having a good perception of the same experience that's interesting isn't because that, that is what life is all about right perception experiences and what we take in and how we receive it um, I watched this video. I'm not going to go through the list, <laughs> but it was like a suggested video for me. Um, probably because I was watching things on how to cope with depression. Well, there's an audible commercial and it's like a sponsored self-help thing. So it's really an audible commercial at the end, but the whole beginning was like how to be miserable for the rest of your life. It was kind of like an ironic, here's how you do it. <laughs> And like the first thing, I'm laughing because it's not funny, 
the first thing was like, make sure your house is a complete mess because every room has a purpose. And the best thing to do is just clutter it all up so you can't use it for that purpose. Um, oh, no, the first thing was wake up as late as possible. Um, and don't bother, you know, being clean or anything. Just wake up late, wear whatever you wore the day before. <laughs> Make a mess of every room. That was like the kind of list they were given the rundown. Uh, one of the things on the rules of how to be miserable was like, Make sure you worry about lots of things you have no control over. Uh, make sure you worry a lot about politics or things other people are doing. Um, it was just this entire ridiculous rundown of how we do. And at the end of it, it was like, make sure you stay on social media all day. And you can open a Word doc. You don't actually have to write anything in that that you were going to write and do your work because you were, you know, actually scrolling through social media. Make sure you waste your entire day with just one little window open. You're going to trick your brain into thinking that you are actually being busy and doing the work. It was just like this. I highly recommend this video because it was a kind of this um, kind of reverse psychology on depression thing. And then they talk about using Audible, you know, the Audible books. Anyway, stumbled upon that, enjoyed that perspective of them sharing that out. And then I had uh, I had a meeting and um, a radio interview yesterday. And if you want to see that radio interview, that's on my Instagram. My Instagram is Yogi Jules, Y-O-G-I-J-U-L-Z, just like my website. Or you can go to yogijules.com and click socials or about me. And, <laughs> and like I'm thinking when you're listening to this, like all these socials I'm giving out like in the future, years to come. I mean, they may not always be there, but anyway... For now, it's there in the year 2022. Um, you can check out my socials and check out my Instagram. All right. Anyway, um, the interview is on the Instagram, so I'm not going to go into that. I'm really grateful that Triple B Empowerment, uh, the Triple B Movement for Women's Empowerment invited me. Like, I'm really, really grateful that she invited me on so I could share things with them that I have learned, at least a brief amount. So... Anyway, <laughs> going back to where I said I had a meeting, then I had like this big gap to fill before I subbed two classes. The meeting was ending at around five and then I subbed. I could have gone back home, but I mean, the gasoline, I've talked about that on here. Don't even get me started. I decided to save on gasoline, so I stayed there to study uh, because I had that two hour gap between classes and then I had another hour before the eight o'clock class and nobody showed up for the seven nobody showed up for the eight o'clock I didn't have to wait the full hour until nine o'clock so the summary is I had about three hours to study and I have this book if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning you know that during my 200 hour training we had like a pop-up book release party um my uncle's like, what's this book about? Because I was staying with my aunt and uncle in Atlanta. And I said, you know, I don't know. I guess it's about how she used like yoga to overcome stuff. You know, it's funny. It's not, it's not about yoga at all. This woman, I got to meet her in person, by the way. Heather Ashamara, she studied under Don Miguel Ruiz. And he wrote The Four Agreements, and she is well known for writing many help books. Uh, Heather Ashamara is known for The Warrior Goddess, um, all, these, all these practices, and all these books. 
and they, she's actually transformed a lot of people to kind of sort of pull themselves out of depression with her stories and how she processed and how she handled and she's very inspiring. I'll say that if you meet her in person, she's absolutely just glowing with energy. Um, so I've got my uh, autographed book on Warrior Heart Practice. And here, I'll even read what she wrote. Let me go to the front page. Julie, all my love. Heather Ashamara. Um, so anyway, I had three hours. And when I started reading how this was about transforming any kind of confusion into clarity and how to make uh, pain into peace. I was like, I need to save this. Like I read most of it. Uh, I was like, I really need to save this and do the work. So I knew that it would like a day would come where I needed more, like a little more motivation, uh, mental motivation. And I pull out my bookmark and I'm like, where was I? (laughs) I've got three hours to kill. And I did scroll through social media a little, guilty. Um, But anyway, I'll share with you the process. Of course, it's best to read the book because um, the summary doesn't, the summary I'm going to give will not do the book justice. I already know that. Um, So she has this heart chamber theory. It's not like a literal heart, you know, like how hearts circulate because this one goes back around. It circles back. Uh, (laughs) because when your blood's pumping through your heart, it's a different pattern. So just think of a heart with chambers, just for the visual. This is a way you know it's not one straight line. It is just a circular pattern of um, what you deal with. First, you start with your feeling, like there's a chamber of feelings. Um, What are you feeling about a situation? What are you feeling about your, what you're focusing on? What What kind of feelings are you having about surrounding anything and this book is specifically designed for people who are dealing with childhood trauma or to caring for elderly or people who are dealing with a very difficult job situation or something like that so you write down all your feelings and then you go into the chamber of your story what kind of story did you build upon that now if you've listened to this podcast like at all you know what I mean when I say build the story because we too often take a feeling, and then we build a story on it. And this may be feelings that came from past experiences, something that we're, we've learned, like a learned thing. Okay, and you take the story. What are you feeling about the story? How is, you know, the feelings in the story, how does that go in together? Um, you take your story that you built upon it, which may or may not be a true story, okay? And then you take that story and you Take it into the truth chamber, the chamber of truth. Um, what do you really know? The facts, not like the story that you built upon it, but what are the actual facts that you know for a, for sure? Because as we know, story and truth are two different things. Uh, and she notes in this book that one chamber is not more important than the other. You just think of them as equal um, processes for your, basically for your soul to consume all the happenings all around you, I guess. That's not how she said it. Like, that's not verbatim out of the book. Okay, then you you start with a feeling. You go to the story. Then you go to the truth. Then you take all these feelings together, or all these, I should say, feelings, stories, truths. You pile those together. And you take these into the fourth chamber, which is intent. What is your intention? 
Um, that's like, where do you actually want to put all of your focus? What is your bigger focus? Like, what does the situation fit? Um, where do I want to put my energy? That kind of thing. And then you circle back around from the intent to the truth. Then you take that to the story and that to the feeling. Now, this does not cover every little thing in the book because this warrior heart practice is a little deeper than that. I've simplified it just for the sake of podcast, but I want to say I highly recommend that you try this because of the way that she the way that she explains it with real life experiences. Um Honestly, it's just so touching. Um, She talks about how she was drinking too much. Uh, She talks about something that happened when she was a child. Or she talks about... um, Actually, when I I met her in person, she had another story that was so good about... um, She was walking through... I forget if it... I think she said she was in India. And she remembers thinking that her white shoes got dirty and she was upset about it. And you know how kids can be (laughs) about things. And so her focus was all external. And then she locked eyes as she passed by on the street with another child that was about her age. And she said in that moment, like that their eyes met, like everything changed for her. Um, You know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. (laughs) But the way that she explained the story, it was so much deeper. Like, um, she changed the way she felt about something external just by going internally, by locking eyes with another human. I think that that was really, you know, the way, like I said, I wish I could remember. I did record the story. Um, so I can't really quote it verbatim right now. Um, just she she didn't even exchange words, but she said when she exchanged a moment with that other child, just it changed the way she felt about everything. Um, perhaps it just made her suddenly realize she was worried about something material or something like that. I don't I don't really oh, just so many ways to be enlightened and the word enlightenment, eh, it gets thrown around. Uh, If someone were to ask me if I was enlightened, I would just say I'm not enlightened yet. Um, I would say I put, like, I'm not even saying I put my pinky toe in the water anymore. I'll say the wave came up and crashed on me. (laughs) The wave of enlightenment has crashed upon me, knocked me down. uh, And I want to jump in the water. It's not that I'm scared. I'm just, um, I'm in a process of working towards enlightenment. I definitely don't think I'm enlightened at least certainly not as enlightened as Heather Ashamara is. So I read through this book, and I didn't do the notes yet, the work, as we call it, do the work. Because through my 500 hours, and I'm not joking, for my self-study work, I have journaled and journaled and journaled and journaled and journaled. And I feel like I have so many books of just journaling. And some of that stuff that I threw away, um, and I talked about that on here, Some of that stuff that I threw away about family members that I knew were going to cause problems, like problematic issues, has come back, is coming back up. Like, not for me specifically, but like your family is your family, right? So, 
I'm not going to go into detail. I'll just say it's interesting how I said, I raised my hand when they said, is there anybody who had any problems with this homework where you write stuff, (laughs) you write out stuff about integrity or lost integrity? And I raised my hand and I said, well, um, people change over the years, right? So let's say the person I wrote about, they grow older and they change and then somehow they're, I don't have kids, so let's say they're the ones who end up, like, cleaning out my house and they find this. Um, which, at this point, I've thrown it away, like I said, so they're never going to find what I wrote. Um, the teacher just said, this was one of the teachers. It wasn't the, the head teacher, but it was the manager. She was like, well, if they want things that are, um, if they want good things said about them, then they should just, you know, do good things. <laughs> truth yes that's true um I don't know it just (laughs) it made me laugh it kind of made us all laugh because like if you want good things written about you it's just basically like do nice things I guess (laughs) um still having trouble with like um the resolve and we did this thing in our 200 hours where we taught we would talk to somebody as if we were talking to someone we couldn't talk to. And getting things off our chest, this is like an exercise where they would have us like, you sit next to this person and you're like, okay, I'm going to pretend you're so-and-so and I'm going to tell you so-and-so. It's like this and you tell it like it is. Uh, you just get it off your chest. And the other person's job is to do nothing but listen. Uh, it's one of those, like, healing begins when you feel like you're being heard situations. Um, anyway, I did that exercise, and the first thing she said was, uh, make it somebody that you're scared, some, make it something that you're scared to talk about, or somebody you're scared to confront, because they're not here. And, um, wow, I had too many options, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm not scared of people, but... Um, as far as getting confrontational. And then I, one of the things that really got me in this book that kind of covered, like it was kind of what I needed to read about being compassionate and like wholeheartedly compassionately you um, means accepting that you can speak your truth and be heard without being like... Um, the whole truth, like I have to tell the whole truth and tell it my way just because, um, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, I wish, you know what? I wish I had made a note. I should have highlighted that part of the book. Sometimes I'll get a used book and they have highlighted portions and I'm like, Ooh, what did they highlight? You know, (laughs) why did they highlight this here? I picked up a couple of free books today. Actually, I can't believe I went by a library and they have just a rack just a rack of books. They're just giving them away. And uh, one of them was on uh, finding mental clarity and finding mental peace. Another, like not this book, but a different book. Um, Yeah. So I'm actually going to read a little bit out of this warrior heart practice for you. For you all. (laughs) Let me go back just a minute. Going back to part of the beginning. So she talks about the big soul versus the little soul. 
um, the little soul being like the ego, the child, the big soul being the loving part of you. Okay, so here's the story, and I'm reading straight out of The Warrior Heart Practice by Heather Ashamara. The Little Soul's Fear. Here's a specific look at how our little soul loses its way, taken in from my book, a little book on big freedom. I am three years old, playing with my rambunctious eight-year-old sister. We're laughing and gleefully running around the house, arms waving, feet barely touching the ground. Suddenly, I hear a loud noise behind me. I turn to see that my sister has accidentally knocked over a vase, which has shattered all over the floor. We freeze and look at each other, wondering what to do next. My sister shakes her head and says, we'd better clean this up before mom comes back inside. But when we go into the kitchen to get the broom, we decide to have a snack first. Before long, the two of us are laughing and playing again, forgetting all about the vase. Meanwhile, our mom has been outside working in the garden. She is hot, tired, and still upset over an argument she had with dad earlier in the day. She's thinking about everything she needs to get done and trying to fortify herself to push through her current state of physical and emotional overwhelm. Mom's not good day is about to get worse. As she walks into the house, she hears my sister and me laughing and running around. Then she sees her grandmother's vase, the only thing her grandmother had ever given her, shattered on the floor. Even though she has rarely yelled or gotten upset with us, today she just loses it. She starts yelling, who broke my vase? Who broke my vase? My sister and I come running into the front room, both scared as she shouts about the vase, demanding to know who broke it. In a panic, my sister points to me and says, she did it. I look at her and then my mother stuttering, I, I, I didn't. You, go to your room now, mom yells. Now close your eyes for a moment and imagine that you are a child and you have just been punished for something you didn't do. How does this feel in your body? What thoughts are beginning to cycle through your mind? You may have a strong emotional reaction, a tingling that fills you from head to toe. Physically, you may feel a churning in your stomach, a tightness in your throat, or a tearing feeling in your chest. You may feel angry and betrayed. You, you may feel scared or confused. The emotion itself is not the problem, but what we do next that creates the fodder for the most ongoing suffering as adults. We tell ourselves a story. As a little kid, consider some of the things you may tell yourself to help make sense of what just happened. My mom loves my sister more than she loves me. People will lie or betray me to serve their own interest. If I lie, I won't get punished. It's not safe to play or feel joy. I'll get in trouble. I can't trust mom. I have to be extra careful to earn the feeling of love and safety. I'm bad, clumsy, and stupid. Material objects are more important than people. Life's not fair. Then the book goes on to say that all of these thoughts could be nothing, uh, or it could be like a dandelion puff. Basically, this plants a seed that grows into something much bigger. Another story she shared had come up in my um 
it came up in my memories because a friend, an an actual friend of mine was telling a story about the reason she kind of snorts when she laughs is because a long time ago, someone told her that her laugh was not good. They didn't like her laugh. They hated to hear her laugh. And so she stifles her laughter even still and not even consciously. It was just seed that was planted there and she has a beautiful laugh. There was never anything wrong with her laugh. Uh, the other story Heather Ash had shared, um, I'm not sure if it's in this book because I'm still working on the end. Uh, uh, imagine a little a little girl and she's singing and having a great day and she's so happy and she's singing loudly and mom had a bad day, a headache, has everything that she had just fell apart that day. And then she, without ever thinking about what she's saying, she says, please stop singing. I cannot stand to hear you sing. It's, it, you're, you're not a good singer or something to that nature. And she doesn't even mean it. And then for the rest of her life, the girl may never sing again. Uh, the seeds that we plant in children. And I think it's especially important to say that as we're developing, you know, in the devel- developmental years, that seed can be planted and it can grow into something, you know. Uh, so it's really important to think about it. And it's not just the little kids. I have to be careful because someone, uh, like, for example, someone put on headphones in class and the way I handled it was maybe too stern. I should have been more compassionate. I was like, absolutely, no, we cannot have headphones. She said, I know the music. And I was like, no, my cue, why else am I here to give cues, you know, cue you. And I know I was fitting people to the bike. In fairness, it wasn't really her fault. A bunch of people rolled in late to be fitted to their bike. (laughs) This place isn't doing bike fitting sessions. So everybody rolls in at the last minute and that's just the way it is. And obviously she was probably getting bored of just riding and waiting for me to fit people. So I'm trying to get to where I can cue the start of a class as I'm fitting people to their bikes. Uh, It's kind of hard to do both. (laughs) Uh, In fact, I think some studios probably have two, two instructors or setting sessions or something. Um, it's hard to know. I've only been in three spinning studios and one of those was a training in Atlanta. So, I mean, anyway, um, going through this book, it really helped me to remember that, um, how much of an impact can our words really have? Not just our words, our actions, but words, especially, um, words, actions can, create not just thoughts but if you give someone bad thoughts it can give them bad physical feeling if that makes sense because I mean your brain is very much a part of your physical and everything is connected so when we get upset we get that tightness tightness in the chest closing of the throat your stomach starts to turn Um, all of these things happen because you your nerves feel like you're losing your personal power and your, your sympathetic nervous system comes online. And it's really important to note that if we embrace the knowledge that this was put here to protect us, um, to survive, and we're not actually running from a tiger like our ancestors were, uh, it's time to just unlearn all of this stress. It's just time to break the pattern. So, I'm going to finish this warrior heart practice book right now. I'm going to teach water aerobics tonight at the aquatics. And um, tomorrow morning I got yoga twice. No, wait. (laughs) Here I am going over my schedule with all of you. Uh, In the morning I've got yoga. 
And then I've got TRX. So early morning class, lunch class tomorrow. And Triple B's invited invited me to her Empowerment for Women Movement meeting. So I'm going to check my schedule and see if I can go, go to that as well. And um, whatever you're doing with your day, um, may you be happy, healed, and free. And I hope that we all inspire peace and healing in all of life. And make it easy on yourself today in some way. Do something nice for yourself or, you know... You don't have to treat yourself with something that costs money. It can just be like a walk or just five minutes to yourself might be good if you don't get that. Or, you know, paint your nails, <laughs> whatever whatever you do for you. Um, it could be make yourself a special meal. Just do something nice for yourself today and take some time to take care of yourself. Um, if you have any questions about fitness, let me know. Um, I'm actually going to start developing... A teachable before I sign up for teachables I'm going to start developing a, a teachable platform type um, what am I trying to say I'm going to develop content that's more structured I've developed content in the past however this time I'm going to get some more books and compile information in a different way and yeah this way I will I will have content, and instead of it being random, because that's what I was doing before, it was just like, here's some random facts, here's a random yoga, here's some random information, here's some cardio, uh, here's some core training. This time I'm going to have it uh, like at a work at your own pace. A Teachable type, uh, Teachables actually is a website, I'm not, I'm not a sponsor for them or anything. I'm going to use something similar to or that platform, and I'm going to create like really, really digestible, fun, informational content to help people be healthy. This could be a long time coming. <laughs> I don't know how long this would take me to develop it. But once it's out there, I'm going to be just so proud of it. I just can't wait to do it. Um, so look forward to that. That may be one or two years in the writing. Or who knows, maybe I'll do it in the form of a book. Um, I think everybody's going digital now. So Maybe digital is the way to go for this. And you can do digital books and things like that. Did you know I saw that this is way off topic. People are even selling digital cookbooks. You can sell a digital cookbook and you make money giving your recipes and you never once had to print it out or mail anything. <laughs> Why haven't I been doing this? <laughs> I could come up with some great recipes. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do that too. Uh, like healthy eating with Julie. All right. So anyway, whatever you're doing today, make the most of your day. We're going to work towards our goals together. So inspire peace and healing for all and do something great today. Namaste.